Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 139 of For the Love of Guns. We're doing this one live. So we are streaming to Facebook, YouTube, and over at Rumble. And I'm still fighting to get, to just get the swing of Rumble. I don't, I, I don't know. There's just something about that platform. It's just really, really kind of strange. And as I just got an error that it's not working, that's awesome. So, uh, so we are not li live on Rumble, but Anyways, we still have the other platforms. So uh, thanks for joining me today. We're going to talk a little bit about home defense and home defense on a budget. Now, when we think about home defense, uh, we think, you know, burglars coming in and, um, you know, dr druggies coming by, try to steal stuff. That's all legitimate. Now, the reason why I'm bringing that up is I've broken this down into three categories. We have Shotguns, pistols, and rifles. And I'm going to throw something out on rifles to think about. Uh, and it definitely does apply to the other two, but more towards the rifles than, than pistols and shotguns. Now, when we think of budget, we think cheap. And there are things that you want to think about when you think about the word budget. It's not necessarily cheap. It's what can you afford? Now, some of these guns that we're going to talk about, they're not the best guns in the world, right? We just know. They're just, hey, I need something. I need something cheap. It's going to be, you know, whatever you can afford. Now, realize that if you're in a self-defense situation, whether it's in the home or out in the streets or whatever, just realize that if you are going to defend yourself, your firearm is going to become evidence for a while you are not going to have your firearm in your ownership uh that's going to be in a police bag <clears throat> in an evidence room they're not going to take care of that gun so this brings up a, an interesting thing about budget do we want to have a cheaper pistol that's reliable because we definitely want something reliable or do we want you know a fifteen hundred dollar gun that well, if I defend myself, is going to be locked away and not cleaned, and God knows when you're going to get it back. So you want to think about that when we're thinking about budget. The other thing is, is you might be able to buy something, well, a little better, but you might have to do it on the used market. So, you know, getting, you know, something off of an auction site or going to a local gun store for a consignment is definitely something to think about. Now, for everybody that's live here, definitely throw something out in the chat with what you think about a used firearm. Would you use a used firearm and use that for self-defense? Do you think you could even trust that firearm? Um, definitely let me know. And if you're watching this later or you're listening to this, because this is gonna come out later on the audio side, Definitely leave a comment. Let me know what you guys are thinking. So the first thing we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about shotguns. So when I think home defense, I've always thought pump action shotgun. It's just one of those things that they're reliable. They're not very expensive. And um, they, just, they just work, right? Um, I, and it's not to say I don't have a problem with semi-automatics, but I'm thinking more for the budget. You know, we want something a little more budget friendly. And again, I also think about 
you know, a, that that whole evidence situation where do I want my Benelli M2 sitting in, you know, a, an evidence bag for God knows how long, or would I rather have something cheaper that they're going to take away, but I know that it's reliable. So let's talk a little bit about shotguns. And uh, every single one of these things uh, is definitely a, um, it's definitely a pump gun. It's uh, we have the Mossberg Maverick 88 security 12 gauge. Now I love Mossberg shotguns. I do. Um, I've always been, I've always grown up on Remington's but I have no problems with Mossberg. And let's face it, Remington kind of screwed up their name a little bit, uh, especially with the 870s. Um, so when I think about this, you have the Mossberg 88 security 12 gauge. The MSRP of that shotgun is around $245. It's not an expensive shotgun. Um, you know, it's no frills. It's, it's stripped down. It's reliable. And it's great value for the money. Um, and again, 12 gauge, right? So they have a shorter barrel. You know, they're going to be running an 18 inch cylinder bore, which when we start talking about home defense, we start thinking about getting around doors and things. Um, I I like pistols, but shotguns are great. Um, just the, the spread. Also, if you're shooting, you know, shot, you still could go through a wall and a door. Let's face it. I mean, if you're shooting a firearm, you still need to remember what's beyond your target. So with this shotgun, it's great. It's short. You can get around corners. You can get around doors with it. But definitely think about that, especially if you've not if you're not used to working with long guns. You know, definitely, you know, think, hey, look, I got to start practicing with this. Start going around the house and working with your firearm. So for $245, you got a Mossberg and it's, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good shotgun. It's, it's not bad. Now, if we go up from there, we have the Savage, uh, the Savage Stevens 320 security pump. Now, this is just a little bit more expensive. It's, uh, those MSRPs are around $260. Um, it's got a, you know, I mean, these things have been known to be rugged and reliable. So, you know, you can start thinking about this. Um, you know, when I think of Savage, I, honestly, I don't think of shotguns. I think of actually long guns. But it's not a far stretch to think of a shotgun through Savage. So, um, you know, you have that Savage Stevens, again, at $260. It's a great deal out there. And remember, you might be able to get this thing cheaper if you shop like a Black Friday sale or even just on the used market. Definitely check these things out. These things are pretty good. They're reliable and you can get them worked on. So, which is also, a, you know, a nice consideration is that you have, you know, a shotgun that if for some reason you're out working with it and you break a firing pin or something breaks, you can at least get parts for these things. Now, like I said, I've been a Remington guy. I mean, my first shotgun, which I still have today, is a Remington 870 Wingmaster. Um, absolutely love that shotgun. Um, so now we have the Remington 870 Express with a synthetic with a synthetic stock. So with that uh, with that synthetic stock, sorry, I'm getting a little tongue tied here. Um, we are running around three hundred sixty dollars. Now it's known for its reliability, kind of right. Like I said earlier, Remington kind of screwed up 
that 870 line. Um, I, they, I guess a lot of companies, I mean, if you think about Smith and Wesson and other guns, they come out with these great guns and then, well, it just, I guess they just sit, you know, they sit back and just try to make even more money and they cheapen the gun. Um, I think the rate 870 is kind of coming back. Um, but honestly, I don't know if I'd buy an 870. I think I might buy a, a Mossberg 500 before that. Who knows? But if you can get an older 870, uh, you can always put a synthetic stock. So 870 is still a good option. I just don't think it is good as it historically has been. But again, you're you're upgrading the shotgun to about $360. Still a very affordable firearm for home defense. Um, plus, if you later on, especially like with that 870, or if you get a Mossberg 500, maybe later on you upgrade that shotgun's purpose. You buy something else to replace it. You can go hunting with it. You can, you know, you can get new barrels and it's really easy to change the barrels out there. Might go trap shooting or you know, skeet shooting, things like that. Gives you a little more leverage when you go up in price. So something definitely think about is even if you could buy a used one, would you care if it's a wood stock? You're going to, you know, if it's already beat up, you really don't care. Um, stocks are easy to replace. Now, this one, I, I thought about it. I don't know if I was going to bring it up or not, but then I decided I'm going to bring this one up. And it's the H&R Partner Pump Protector. It's a $200 shotgun. The reviews out there have been great. Everybody loves it. They're, they're pretty solid. The problem is, is they stopped making them in the U.S. Uh, they started importing them. And even now, I'm not sure if they're even importing them anymore. But if somebody has this shotgun, you might be able to get it up on the used market for maybe cheaper or if somebody just doesn't know what they have. Still a solid shotgun. Uh, might be a little harder to get parts for and repair, but it, again, for a $200 shotgun, not bad. Now, I did look around and I did find them for, it was like about $150 out on GunBroker. Person wanted $40 shipping for it. Brings up to $200. So right now, from the limited research that I've done on the used market, they're still running around $200. So um, definitely think about that. It's, you know, it's been a solid performing shotgun. It's just not the greatest thing. It is coming in from China uh, for the imports. Um, I, I think it's, is it Norinco that is, is uh, making these things? So just, you know, buyer beware on some of this stuff. Um, like I said, the, the reviews have been great, but who knows? Cause they stopped making them here. And again, who knows if they're still importing them. Um, now coming in around $350 is something that I never really thought of was a Winchester. Um, you know, a Winchester SPX defender, they're coming in about, uh, $350. Um, they're, you know, they are known to be reliable and they're known to be a fast acting pump. So definitely think about that Winchester SPX Defender. Um, you know, I know that when I was in FFL, I was I was selling some Winchester shotguns. Um, they impressed me. They, they they really did impress me. And I don't know what it is. I just never thought of shotguns with Winchester. Go check that thing out. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty good reliable shotgun. You can get worked on. Now 
we've been talking about these shotguns and for me, I like multifunction. I like something that I can reuse later or repurpose. That's why, it, you know, out of all these shotguns, I would tend to lean towards the 870 or the Winchester SPX. Um, and if you go the Winchester, uh, not the Winchester, the um, um, Mossberg 500, um, you know, really those would be the three that I would recommend. Um, when I was in FFL, I recommended the uh, Mossberg and the 870, mostly the Mossberg 500. But, you know, if you want to save even a little bit more money, I, like I said earlier, the first shotgun was that Mar Mossberg uh, Maverick 88. Hey, it's no frills. It just gets the job done. Again, it's up to you what you want, you know, whether you want flexibility or if you want to go with something that, you know, if it ends up in an evidence bag, oh, well, you know, it's, it's a few hundred dollars. You're out, go out and buy another one. Um, it's not going to be a family heirloom that you're going to be passing down. So that's what we have in shotgun. I mean, when I've always thought of home defense, I've always thought of shotguns first, pistols second. Um, and I want to talk about affordable pistols. Now, the first one I'm going to bring up, uh, honestly, Ruger, Ruger pistols are ugly to me. I'm, I, I'm sorry. They, they, I know there's people out there that love them. I think Rugers are just ugly pistols. <clears throat> I have no problems with their long guns, um, but this one, the Ruger Security 9 Compact, it's still got kind of that ugly Ruger look, but not as bad. Um, not that looks are a big thing, but still, I, I just, I just, I, it's just something that sticks in my mind. Um, but for $379, got a compact pistol. It's nine millimeter. Um, it's easy to handle. Um, the, the reviews out there are great. I, I personally have not shot one. Um, you put guns down on a, on a table and I see a Ruger on a pistol. I, I, I just don't reach for it. It's just not my thing. Um, that's not to say they're not bad. I mean, everybody has their biases. I definitely have mine. So, but again, for $379. Now, these are all MSRPs. You can probably get them cheaper on, um, you know, on the street. When I mean street, like actually at the gun dealers, not like, you know, from, well, around the corner. And, uh, and you know, you probably get them even cheaper used. So uh, the Security 9 Compact, definitely, definitely give that one thing, that one a look. Um, it's, it's not the fanciest thing out there, but it's, it's not bad, man. It's, uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say this now. It's better than a high point, right? Ah, it looks like we got Warsaw Patriot out there. Hey, brother, how you doing, man? It's great seeing you. Um, thanks for stopping by. Um, the second, the second pistol that I want to talk about is um, the Taurus G2C. Now they came out with the G3s, and Taurus has been updating these pistol lines. Um, yeah, uh, the G2 you can probably get them pretty cheap right now because people have upgraded, and a lot of people liked the G2 for the ergonomics, the G3 everyone liked better. Um, I've shot a G3. I've not shot a G2. Um, but if I understand is, uh, it's, it's not, there's not much of a difference. Um, and it tars G2, $250, man. So it, it, you can use it for your everyday carry, then put it in your nightstand. Awesome. Awesome little gun. Um, got a lot of great reviews on it and, um, you know, 
It's got great ergonomics, which is something is big for me because um, I kind of have weak hands there. And um, I always look for ergonomics. That's why I moved from Glocks to SIGs is because of ergonomics. But uh, definitely check that out. 250 bucks. If it becomes an evidence bag gun, you know, it, it, it's, you're at 250 bucks. Not, not a big deal. Um, moving forward, we have the Smith & Wesson M&P Shield 9mm. Um, honestly, I, I don't know about Smith & Wessons. Um, I know there are people out there that swear by them. For me, I was a little burned by Smith & Wesson in the 80s. The quality of Smith & Wesson went, well, really down into the crapper. But they've turned that around. But I remember those early days, early days for me, um, that the quality of the Smith & Wessons just kind of took a dump in you know, the 80s and 90s there. And um, I just don't think of it. But the Shield, uh, honestly, the Shield hit the market. And I think that Personally, in my opinion, I think the Shield almost saved Smith & Wesson because, you know, they came out with a good gun. It's at a great price. Uh, MSRP is around $385. I mean, seriously, getting a, getting a Smith & Wesson for $385, 9mm, high capacities, you know, it's slim. It fits it fits hands. Now, remember, it a gun fitting your hand uh, you know, if you have a spouse or other people in the home, think about that. You know, ergonomics, like I said earlier, is a big thing for me. You know, my hands are a lot bigger than my wife's. Um, she shoots single stacks. You might want to think about that because you might have two defensive firearms in your bedroom. Um, so what works for you may not work for your partner on the other side of the bed there. So, um, but you know, the Smith & Wesson Shield, it's a it's a pretty good gun. Um, and definitely think about that um, because you can go easily from the nightstand to a holster with that gun. Um, let's see here. Canix. Now, Canix, when Canix first came out, I just honestly, I, I, I thought, God, these are going to be cheap. These are going to be cheap guns. I, I just don't know until I got my hands on one. Honestly, when I got my hands on one, that was something that I it surprised me, right? I mean, you know, they're being imported by Century Arms. I'm like, how good is this pistol going to be? They're amazing. They've got great triggers. Um, they feel good in the hands. Um, honestly, I there was a time where I was thinking about getting a Canic for my everyday carry. So uh, the Canic TP9SF Elite is around $429. Um, man, uh, you know, for, for a gun with the quality and the good trigger pull that that thing has, it, it's, it's hard to beat. It's definitely hard to beat on that. So, uh, so definitely consider a Canic because they're, they're not cheap. I know, you know, again, I, I'm a SIG snob. I, I, I admit it. I'm totally a SIG snob. Um, but even now, I, even I'm looking uh, at moving on beyond SIG and, uh, you know, at SHOT Show, I was looking at guns that, honestly, I never would have looked at. Um, you know, I, I was looking at a Walther that just, oh, man, I just love that. And the Walther PDP might be my next competition gun. Um, the gun definitely surprised me. Um, not that Walther's a bad gun, but it is an expensive gun. Uh, I got to figure out where I'm going to 
get the money for for a thousand dollar gun. But anyways, getting off track. Um, check out the Canic TP9 SF Elite. So the next gun, <laughs> I know people are gonna laugh. I know I'm gonna get hate from someone. And if he's watching, I'm sure I'm going to get a text message shortly after I say this gun. High point. Yeah, high point. Look, if you are just looking for a gun, um, it's ugly. It's a brick. If you run out of if you run out of ammo, you could club somebody to death with a high point. Um, they work. Uh, I I don't have personally a huge problem of it. Um, you know, I'm very, I'd rather you have a gun than not have a gun. I'd rather you have something else other than a high point. Um, well, there are some other things that are worse than a high point, but man, for $200, you get a gun with a lifetime warranty that's made in the U S those things are made in Ohio. And, you know, I had high point on the podcast. I talked to them at shot show, not this year, but previous year, Look, they know what their gun is. They they know it. They they make no bones about it. It's like this is a stripped down gun. This is designed to be a cheap gun. Look, they work. I have one in 10 millimeter. I just did some videos on last year. Am I going to carry it? No. Um, but it's you know a 10 millimeter gun with a lifetime warranty, and it wasn't that expensive. Um, so you know, think about high point. Like I said. And again, it's better than no gun, especially when you need one. Um, they're semi-reliable. Um, I personally have not seen one fail. I've known a couple to fail. Um, when I was in FFL, I only had, you know, I was in FFL for 10 years. I only had one go back. It wasn't even one. I, I actually, I've never sold a high point. Um but um, it was one that somebody had that I had to ship back to High Point. Man, they took care of it. Um, actually, they sent a brand new gun. This thing was this thing was done, and they just they just replaced the gun. So uh, I don't know anybody else that has that type of warranty on a firearm, especially at two hundred dollars. Now, the next category I'm going to come up with, or I'm going to bring up here, is rifles. Now, I have a hard time with rifles for home defense. I, I really do. And the reason why they're not very practical. Um, they're, they're long. I mean, yes, you have the same thing with shotguns, but my problem with rifles is again, that whole thing of know what's, what's know what's, you know, beyond your target. You know, a, a five, five, six round is going to go through a couple of walls. Um, you know, 308, any any type of rifle rounds, it's it's high powered, and I that's where I have a problem with rifles. I don't have a problem with people using rifles for for defense. I really don't. Uh, for me, I just don't think they're practical. Now, now that I said that, let's go through some rifles, and you'll be kind of surprised at the rifles I decided on because earlier I was telling you about this was going to be different. People like me, I live out in, you know, I live in Montana here. Home defense is not necessarily home defense against two-legged creatures. Sometimes we need to defend, you know, our property, our people, our animals from four-legged animals. Um, so, so this is definitely why I decided to keep this into the podcast here. 
we have the first two, I'll be admit, they're ARs. Um, the ARs are great rifles. I absolutely love these things. Um, you have the Ruger AR556. Um, it's about $800. And you got, you know, everything that you need for an AR. I mean, it's it's an AR. You can modify the crap out of ARs. You can change it to whatever else you want later. Um, so for an AR, for entry-level AR at 800 bucks from a name brand, really, uh, can you can you go wrong? I mean, I haven't really heard anything bad about an AR-556. Moving on to our second one, we have the Smith & Wesson M&P 15 Sport 2. Another, I, I've heard great things about M&P 15s. Um, I've had one that I shot. Uh, no, actually two. Take that back. It was two that I've shot. They're not, they're not bad rifles at all, um, especially at, what, $739 MSRP. Not bad, man. You get, go get an AR um, and do that. Uh, you know, they're, they're from Smith & Wesson. Like I said earlier, you know, I, I've got this stigma about Smith & Wesson. Um, but really, how bad can you screw up an AR? Um, they're so simple. And even if they screw up an AR, unless they screw it up really bad, a gunsmith can rebuild those things. Um, upgrade the parts. You can do all kinds of stuff with them. So there's your two ARs. Now, one thing you might want to think about, it, it, it depends on your thought process. You can always knock these things down to 22. Uh, you don't have to go 5.56 or 300 blackout. Uh, you could always do a 22. 22 for home defense is, um, well, a subject that we're going to talk about later. It depends. I mean, everything that we're talking about is it depends, right? Can I do this? It depends. Depends on you. Excuse me. Everybody here has been sick. Uh, flu has been rolling through, and uh, I've staved it off for this long. But man, it's it's starting starting to catch up to me. So um, we'll talk about caliber later. Um, this one's going to surprise, uh, I'm sure, a lot of people talking about home defense. And again, remember, home defense might mean you have to defend against two-legged animals, or four-legged animals, or sometimes four-legged animals standing on two legs. Um, and it is the Savage Access 2 XP. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I have sold a lot of Savage Accesses when I was a gun dealer. They there is there is more Savage Accesses running around the woods here in Montana because that's everyone's entry level gun. It's a pretty decent rifle. Um, you can get scopes with them. The scopes are not that great. But this is where I was talking about home defense for four legs. Um, it's a bolt action. Can you imagine clearing a house with a bolt action? I know I can't. Um, you could do it. I'm not saying it couldn't be done. But this is where you kind of get into that kind of um, almost truck gun type of thing for your house. <coughs> you know, out here, you could have a bear come up to your deck. You could have... Um, you could have a two-legged person. Could happen, right? And um, <coughs> sorry, man, this is really ca catching up to me. Um, think of think outside the box when we're talking about rifles here and home defense. 
um, we have cougars and stuff like that. Definitely think about your bold actions. Sorry, I had to mute that. And I think I went blow out of everybody's ears. Um, moving forward. How about the Mossberg Patriot Synthetic? Man, 350 bucks. Again, it's a, you know, it's a good rifle with decent accuracy. Um, great for protecting your, your land. Um, you might need to, you know, put something down a little bit bigger than you had expected to. Nine millimeters is going to have a little hard time that you can put a little more zing kind of a bigger bullet there. So again, think about that. Um, you got great performance to, uh, you know, a great performance to value ratio on that gun. Um, and then this one, this one I could actually see a little more in home defense, but I really see them more for a backpack defense, honestly, is uh, the Keltec Sub 2000. You got your pistol caliber carbine there. Those Sub 2000s are cool as hell. And depending on what pistol you have, you might share mags with your Sub 2000. Uh, excuse me. So um, they're a little more expensive. I mean, I think the 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 price to performance ratio on a sub two thousand, I think it's a little high. Um, I think those those things are a little overpriced, but they're cool, right? I mean, they're they're a pack pack gun. You fold them up, you can put them in anywhere, um, and that's kind of the cool thing about them, right? I mean, you can have that thing folded up and locked up into a small cabinet, and then pull it out. And you're ready to go. So think about your pistol caliber carbines there. You, you know, the, the Keltec Sub 2000 is uh, it's a pretty good performer. So um, now that we've talked about all this stuff, we talked about the gun. Let's talk about caliber, right? Um, caliber is definitely, it, and it depends. Like, I would rather someone shoot a 22. Use 22 for defense. I'm not saying it's a great round for defense, but I'd rather have somebody that can control a 22 that can't control a 45. Right? Um, it's going to take you. It's going to take more hits, things like that. Yeah, you can still kill somebody with a 22. Absolutely. Um, but think about your calibers. You know, again, we're we're talking about. <coughs> excuse me. We're talking about. Again, know your target and what's beyond it. Uh, I was at range day. I forget. I got, got the cart. I left the cart over there on the bench. Um, at range day at shot this year, I was shooting some ammo. This ammo impressed me. Uh, I'll put a, you know, later on, I'll put a link down below. Um, this ammo really impressed me. Um, the bullets were lighter. But when they hit, they hit like a freaking Mack truck. Um, they had the, they, the, the wound cavity of these things were just, it, this bullet just dumps all of its power when it hits, uh, super cool stuff. Uh, I, I like it. I personally carry hydroshocks in my firearms. I don't know, man, I might, I might switch over to this stuff. This stuff's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll pour some ballistic gel and try to try to do some, uh, some testing of it. So think of your defensive rounds you know something like this i would prefer for for personal defense because again it and i talked to them about this at, at, at their booth 
it will go through a wall. No doubt that it's going to go through drywall. I mean, drywall is not hard to pass through. But it's also dumping a lot of energy on that impact. It's not going to have as much force on the other side as my like my hydroshocks. Um, when they hit, the first thing they hit, they dump they they, they dump a lot of energy into them. Um, super cool ammo again. I wish I had brought the card over, but I I, I totally forgot. Um, think of your ammo choices. Um, with newer ammo like this, it now brings into the thing of hey, maybe we can carry the larger calibers and still, you know, have a decent home defense firearm. Um, you know, I, depending on what my mood is, depends on whether it's going to be a 9mm or 45. Um, it's in, in my nightstand. I love, I love my 45s. And then watching this ammo perform the way it did, super better. So we're getting there with our ammo. This is again, where I don't like the rifles for home defense um, because we're still passing through walls. I don't want, you know, a bullet to go into another room, injure someone else, excuse me, or potentially leave the house, right? I want to try to keep it at least within in the house. So um, think of your ammo. You know, if you, maybe you're comfortable with a nine millimeter or a 10 millimeter or something that kicks a little harder, but your spouse, they may not be comfortable with those larger calibers. Think about going down for them um, in their nightstand. Go go down into something they can manage because you don't want something that they can't manage. I mean, they're already hopped, you know, your, your blood yeah, your blood pressure, your 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 heart rate's going to climb really fast. So um, you don't want that anxiety of the firearm. Oh, sorry. Um, so um, you know, I think we beat caliber to death. I mean, twelve gauge. I love twelve gauge. I really do. Uh, I don't know if I'd want twelve gauge slugs for a home defense round. Um, you know do something, you know, some birdshot or something like that. 12 gauge slugs for, for a, a home defense round might be great if you're out in the middle of the woods and you're worried about, well, you know, the four legged animals, uh, same thing with buckshot. Um, think, think about, think about the purpose of this and where you're going to go with this and, and what your needs are. You're going to have to balance a lot of stuff out. Now, we talked about the guns. We talked about the calibers. What about training? So definitely consider some training. Uh, there's a lot of trainers out there, a lot of uh, firearms trainers that are teaching people how to shoot paper, but, which is good. But like for me, I was a static shooter for so long until I was, uh, what, 22, 23, when I started shooting um um, USPSA or EPSIC, um, I was a stack shooter. I was just punching holes in paper. Uh, the second I started banging steel and things like that, where I'm actually moving, start thinking about, um, start thinking about that, but don't think that competition shooting is self-defense. I mean, there are elements of self-defense in, in certain competition shootings, but like when I'm running around the USPSA, they have snow fencing up so I can I get to cheat because I get to see through a wall at what my target is. Sometimes there are targets that are hidden, but still, um, competition shooting is not defensive shooting. 
So go find a good defensive shooting instructor. It's something that you really don't want to, to go cheap on. Um, when I got my concealed carry permit here in Montana, the, the fortunate thing that I had, I had an instructor because I couldn't find my hunter safety card from Pennsylvania from what? 84, I think it was. Um, I couldn't find that card. So then I had to prove competency with a firearm. So I just took a class. My wife and I took a class. We had a super awesome instructor. This guy was great. He was not the four-hour wonder class. Um, he was an ex-highway patrol officer. And he he brought, you know, I mean, with me growing up with firearms, he brought things up that I never thought of. Um, not even just in the class, but even when we went to range. Um, he ran me through the range exercises fast because in the class I was the most competent with a firearm and he could get through them. Plus, he could get, you know, the other students get to see what the drill is before he really got to have to work with them on it. Um, but even then, I had never shot point blank range at a target. I mean, you think about it. If you're here, you, know, you got someone right in front of you, and I got to draw, and I got to shoot from here. I've never done that before. I was doing that in that class. Um, you know, if we shoot semi-autos, really, um, if I'm... If someone's holding a gun up like that, really all I have to do is just push back on their slide to make it go out of battery. The gun's not going to go off. Um, it's something I've known for a long time, but its I don't know of anybody talking about that. I mean, he was talking about that in the class, about putting the gun into you know out of battery. And what if somebody does grab your gun? What are you going to do if someone grabs your gun? Because um, you know, you're going to want to get that thing you know, if they grab your gun, they could put your gun out of battery. He was talking about yanking back. You know, we're we're drawing and yanking back and shooting all at the same time. Um, so definitely interview your instructors when you're starting to talk about defensive shooting. Um, also talk about, you know, getting used to moving around. So these are things that you can start doing now. You don't have to mess around with anything you can do. If you're not doing dry fire shooting, you should be doing dry fire shooting. There's so many, really, honestly, unless you have a 22 or anything rimfire, you're probably just going to have to, you can just do dry fire right now. Hey, CNT Designs. Hey, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us, man. I really appreciate you. You're swinging by. Um, How's you, my brother? Sorry, everybody. I'm just kind of reading the comments as they're coming in. No, man, I'm doing good. Uh, everybody here is sick, and I'm starting to get a little bit of frog in my throat for this thing. But, yeah, man, everybody's doing good, man. Hope everything's going good on your side as well, brother. Um, you should be doing dry fire because dry fire right now is, you know, make sure your gun's unloaded, obviously, right? And you can start working about going around your house and setting up targets. You don't even need a laser, right? So start thinking about going through your house and working uh, and working through your house. The advantage you have with home defense, other than we'll say personal defense out in the street, is you know your home better than somebody else. Or at least you should know your home better than somebody else does. So 
start thinking about scenarios of, hey, we're going to, you know, if I have somebody that's going to break in here, they're more than likely going to break in here or here. What happens in these scenarios? What am I going to do? Where's my where's my nearest phone? So, like, something, and it's funny, something that was brought up in that class was, is where's your phone? And what happens if they go and disconnect your landline? Um, the, the, the network interface boxes are right on the outside. Pair of, you know, pair of bolt cutters, cut them. There's no phone service in the house. Where's your, where's your backup? Where's, where's your cell phone? And is your cell phone charged? So uh, what's really funny is in our house, just about every room is uh, one of these um, chargers. I can't pull it up because it's too short, but let's see if I can do it. Can I do it? Can I do it? I'll unplug it. Um, one of these QI chargers. So our phones are generally always charging. So think about how you're going to call for help. But also realize that, uh, you know, people say that you're your own first responder. I like to say you're your only responder. Um, I had uh, Susan Romanoff on the podcast several times last year where she talked about um, she was held at knife point in her own house for five and a half hours. 911 didn't pick up twice. She was on her own. So um, just be prepared for anything at that point. Um, where's your phone? Where's your cell phone? Where, where's your backups? Uh, you you got to make sure you know this stuff. Um, also, something, uh, I, I released a video out on TikTok back before I got my lifetime ban on TikTok. Um, a really cool product that I played with for a while. It's Laser. It's Laser app. L-A-S-R app. Um, cool, super cool product. So it's a dry fire product. They, they've expanded that thing. Um, whereas before you would project things up on the wall. Now they just have posters that you can put up and, you know, you're using your cell phone, right? Just kind of like, kind of like laser Academy from, um, from uh, Mantis, but this is a little different. Uh, I, I, I like laser Academy. Don't get me wrong. I love that stuff. Um, there are times I like laser better. So the really cool thing with laser is that you can link multiple phones together and you can set up a shoot house in your own house. So um, super cool product. Um, go check them out. Um, I, I know that I know the new owners of it. Um, I met them at shot um, a few years ago. Um I got their cell phones and it's really, it's really cool. Um, it's really nice to be able to sh set up a scenario in your house and then go through and do your live fire with it. Um, I did it in this room. I did it in this room and the hallway and then the next room. It, it's, it's cool. Um, I wish I could find the, um, the footage of that, but I'm going to have to find, um, I'm just going to have to refilm it. it. It's, it's really cool. Uh, link to their website. Um, you know, I knew that someone was going to ask for that. L A S. Here, I'm going to get up right now. Be here. Present. Uh, screen share. Laser app. Share. There we go. Um, right here. 
Um, ben is the, uh, he, he's the president over there. This is really cool. So it's laser app, L-A-S-R-A-P-P.com. Now I have an affiliate with them. Um, I haven't pushed the affiliate uh, for a while, um, but just, I'd rather you get training than me to get a couple of bucks off of you. Um, but you can also, I think I have my, their affiliate link on my webpage at www.trb.fyi. Go to partners and discounts. Um, this is cool. The, this product is awesome. Um, they, they're growing it. Um, you can build your own kit. And I don't mean to turn this into a complete laser X um, um, podcast here, but this is something that's really cool. Um, think about, uh, is it laser X? So you can get a free trial. Um, I mean, really, a lifetime license for $120. I know the uh, people in the audio side, I'm sorry, I'm, um, you can't see what we're doing. But you can see in here, you go up for $250, you can get the lifetime license. That's the dynamic dry fire package, which is what I have. It includes dev uh, device and network for a second device. I actually you, I have a, I actually have a bump license to get me to a third. Um, they change this. I didn't, I didn't get a plate rack back. Now I'm gonna have to call them. I'm getting I'm getting kind of jipped. So, anyways, go check to this thing because one thing it says license will be tied to uh, to the address used to the register. Um, really, what that means is that you can you it's tied to your email address because I've done. Um, I, I, so I do all my filming in the studio here off the of cell phones. I mean, here's my overhead camera right here. It's a, it's an old iPhone 5S that I got up there that that does all my overhead camera stuff. Um, I've moved licenses from device to device. Um, so if I didn't want to use this or I needed that for something else, I can move the license. You know, it comes up and it says, you know, you're not licensed and you can steal the license from another device. Um, super cool thing, but definitely think about your training because training, you know, realizing stress, we don't resort to our highest mastery of a subject during stress. We resort to our lowest mastery of a subject. You know, our heart's racing. It's pump. You know, we're pumping a lot of blood. Adrenaline's getting dumped into our system. Um, it's training. Because you want that lowest mastery of a subject to be as high as possible when you need it. You don't want to go out and go, okay, I'm going to dry fire, and then that's it. Um, honestly, everybody, I dry fire just about every day. Um, I've worked it into my daily my daily life. Um, keep your skills up. So um, think about something like it laser. I mean, I realize it's a $250 investment for if you want the networking. Um, use, you know, Mantis. I don't care. I don't care what you use, right? There's all kinds of really cool dry fire things. You should be dry firing. You should be putting targets around your house and working through situations. You should be doing it with your family, you know, and getting them trained so that way they're their lowest level of mastery is as high as you can get it. I mean, really, a lot of these these things, they I, I hate saying it, but they kind of gamified dry fire. 
So now it's just not, I mean, trust me, when I first started doing dry fire, I had these little, um, these little laser reactive targets. I mean, they were fun for a little while, but they got really, really kind of boring. Hey, Vanessa Kitty, thanks for dropping by. Um, so, you know, um, start thinking of scenarios, start thinking of things. You can get 12 gauge laser cartridges. You can get, you know, uh, five, five, six, you know, uh, you have the Blackbeard, uh, Mantis Blackbeard. Uh, I don't have it here. It used to be behind me years ago. Um, but Mantis Blackbeard, you can drop that into your AR. Then what's really cool about dry fire, especially when you're doing dry fire training in the house, you start learning things, this thing called offset. Now, uh, for competition shooting, I understand offset. You know, my especially on my pistol, uh, definitely on my ARs. Um, you know, you'll have a gun zeroed for a certain distance. But what happens if suddenly that target is now, you know, five feet in front of you rather than 20 yards? Your point of your point of impact is different. Um, I mean, I on those little reactive targets, I used I 3D printed a disc about this big. So that's where, um, yes, height, height overbore. Exactly, CNT. Um, you know, on an AR, your sights are like, what, an inch or two over your bore. Well, the closer that target is to me, I was off. That's why I printed a disc. So that way it, I learned my offset of my AR. Um, that I got to aim here if I really want to hit here. Um, so you start thinking about that. And the same thing happens with red dots. You know, we think, okay, cool. I got a red dot on my gun. I wish I could pick one up. I got two red dots here, but since we're live, I can't do it. Um, red dots are still zeroed for a certain thing. Now, you start getting a little closer, that red dot's going to be off. So start thinking about things like offset. This is why we train. Um, these are why, you know, some people just don't understand these concepts. So we think about these concepts. We think about training. We start working out our problems early. We went through, hey, we got a budget. I decided on this gun or this gun or this gun or a combination of any one or you know, any two or three of them as my home defense weapons. Now, what do I do with them? Get training. No excuse for not getting training. It's, I mean, it's so, like I said, you don't need fancy stuff. You can do it for free. The more fancier stuff you start putting into it, obviously, the more you get out of it. But definitely think about getting some live instruction. Um, you'll get so much more from a, from them because they get they give you information right now I'll, I'll admit I've been working with the laser Academy 2.0 I don't know I don't know if it's out yet or not it might be um, I've been working with it for a couple of months now um, I do like the the new laser Academy 2.0 because they worked videos into it they actually worked training into it and the guy is sitting there talking about all of these things. He's talking about point of aim versus point of impact. Um, and he's talking about offset and things like that. Um, Laser Academy is not expensive. It really isn't a great product. So get your training in, but then start thinking through scenarios, right? I mean, if I'm just sitting here and just it, it, going back to like my early days of shooting, I'm just standing here static, punching holes in, in paper. Not realistic. You got to start moving, start, you know, moving side to side. We're not going to sit here and just shoot statically while someone's shooting back. Um, you're going to start working on shooting on the move. Um, 
work through that stuff. Definitely work through that. So if you get an instructor, interview your instructor, make sure that they know what they're doing. Um, because your, your average everyday instructor is, uh, you know, it's going to give you some concepts, but when you start talking about defensive shooting, it's, it's different game. It's different game than marksmanship. I mean, there is a, there is a bit of marksmanship in defensive shooting, but we got to start thinking about moving, you know, on the move. Everyone, every few years I take training. There's not a requirement for my concealed carry permit. Um, God, I don't, I don't even need a concealed carry permit here in Montana anymore, but I still renew it. Um, actually, I got to renew it in a few months. Um, every few years we take training. The reason why we do is to get different points of view. Um, I've seen good instructors and I've seen bad instructors. Um, and it's amazing that I've never seen this before um, because I wasn't taking training. I was trained by my father. I've had so many people on this podcast talking about training. Um, it's important. So definitely think about it. I think we, I think I beat training to death. Um, sorry, man. That was probably about a 10 or 15 minute monologue on training. Um, but anyways, so think of your use. Think of your needs. Think of the needs of the other people in your home and then put that in together as a package. Um, like I said earlier, I don't see rifles as being a very valuable self-defense, you know, home defense firearm, but there are, there are uses for them. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fall. Whatever is comfortable for you, go with it. You be you. Um, personally, an AR is not a home defense weapon in, in our house. Uh, we got a lot of other things that we can punch holes in you with. Um, so definitely think about that. Think about training. Think about dry fire and uh, ask questions. Man, definitely ask questions. Talk to other people. Um, you know, I, I love talking. I love talking to people. You have no idea how many times I've talked to even just an officer. Um, I've, I've talked to them, you know, just we were at an event and just just struck up a uh, struck up a, um, a conversation and somehow it ended up into uh, defensive shooting. Uh, let's see, before I went to WPS train, I thought I didn't need a pistol one class. Uh, after taking that, yes, I definitely need it. So C and T de uh, designs out there on on um, on the YouTube on the YouTube side. Um, he was talking about he didn't think he needed a class, but after taking it, he said he needed it. Uh, you know, C and T, I have you have no idea how many times I thought that, and the second that I thought. I knew what I, what I, you know, I knew everything, uh, which is stupid because you never really know everything. As I, uh, as I'm hearing myself talk on uh, Facebook suddenly, um, definitely, uh, you know, it, it's amazing what happens when you, uh, when you take a class and you learn something new. Um, yeah. So anyways, man, I, uh, I'm going to start wrapping up here because I know I am totally starting to lose my voice. I'm going to lose my voice here in probably another hour. Um, but, man, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Um, remember, you can always catch the, uh, you know, the replay of this. Um, audio, you audio people, there's not a whole lot for you to talk about, you know, to, to respond. But you can always come over to the YouTube channel or you can always drop me a line. 
Um, there's an email down in the bottom of the description. Um, and while we're talking about the description of things, guys, look, it costs money to do this stuff. I don't like to beg for money. don't like to ask for money, but definitely consider supporting me for free by shopping my affiliate links and banners out at www.trb.fyi. What you do is before you do your online shopping, just go there, go to partners and discounts. You'll see all everybody I'm partnered with. Hey, man, if you're going to do some shopping on Amazon, just go there, go to click on Amazon. It's going to take you right over to Amazon. And then everything you buy, a small portion that you buy comes back to me to continue to bring content. And what's great is it's not going to cost you one penny more. And if you're good at partners and discounts, there is discounts. Um, so I can even save you some money while you're helping me bring you content. So everybody, man, I hope you are staying safe out there. Thanks for listening. And I look forward to talking again soon. Uh, next, uh, actually on Sunday, I got a podcast. You actually have the real podcast, not the live one. Uh, we're trying to do lives every Wednesday now. Um, definitely check that out. It's already recorded. Um, <laughs> it's great. It's a great podcast. Um, recorded it yesterday. It is with Matt with Recreator Bank. So we're going to talk about building a case. Um, it was a lot of fun talking to him. I caught up with him at shot and, and uh, we talked. So everybody definitely go check that thing out on Sunday, noon mountain time. I will see you guys later.